familiar refrain that wonderful song that brings us all back to our time at the wonderful palm springs follies i am your host steve and welcome to today's episode i just got word this last week that a friend of the follies who had an amazing business just around the corner from the entrance to the follies michael and cafe jasmine has closed its doors let's talk about how important Two things are here. One, how important the Follies were to the city of Palm Springs, and two, how important other small businesses were to the Follies. We can talk about some of the other small businesses that were around the Follies at the time. You know, we had Peabody's Coffee Shop, which was right there. We had the diner that was just right at the front door and we talked to John Finkler about that he helped us remember the name of the diner and I've already forgotten the name of the diner Peabody's is closed that is something else at this point we had the C's candy that was on the corner that's gone as well uh, just across the plaza area from the C's candy there used to be this really fancy men's store that we're pretty sure was run by mobsters or that's where you went if you were in the witness protection program uh, every time i ventured in there i was pretty sure that i was being served by an ex-mobster they were really nice fellows though that business is gone uh, I think the face place, which was the massage and spa back there, is gone. Tyler's hamburger stand still there. That's the one place we thought would be gone sooner than later, and they still stand. Uh, Lena's Bakery, gone as well. Michael's place, though, Cafe Jasmine, he opened in the fall of 1995, and I had the pleasure of visiting him right around a year ago now. Uh, I think looking back, it was probably in November that I took the time out to see Michael there in Palm Springs. And we had a nice little chat and he was explaining that, you know, while business was okay, it had never been the same since the Follies left. And whenever Mr. Markowitz was in town to this day, he still would go there and have uh, lunch or dinner or just a snack or a cup of tea, whatever uh, time would allow. And quite often he would have some of the other uh, Follies ladies there with him as well, Michael said. So he still had that uh, nice remembrance of the time when the Follies were going strong there in Palm Springs. And I can remember barely remember when Cafe Jasmine opened. Uh, I don't really recall that first year me eating there very much. It did become the place to go between shows for the cast members. Mr. Markowitz almost always had a meal delivered from uh, Cafe Jasmine to his office between shows. We held many parties there eventually, and Michael also catered a couple of the parties that we had there when we expanded our green room of the Follies and it was uh, became that nice big open green room area just off the inside of the uh, plaza area there. I don't really know what you would call that. It was after we moved our offices just directly upstairs and Mr. Markowitz, Markowitz's uh, dressing room and the other dressing rooms were there. 
So Michael catered a few of those parties. And one of the fun things, uh, one of the first parties that he catered for us, we also uh, did karaoke there. And I sang Satisfaction. And for the longest time, Michael didn't know my name. Uh, when I would go in to uh, have something to eat or drink there at Cafe Jasmine's, he would just say, hey, there is satisfaction. And uh, that was always fun. And to this day, when I went back and saw him last year, he did the same thing, but he also knew my name as Steve. And as I was saying, he was telling me that since the Follies had left, things had not been the same for him there with his patrons. You know, of course, he had the busloads of people coming in. And maybe a, a busload wouldn't go there. It was all. It was a place that people could go uh, among the other little restaurants there in the area, and so that spread out some of that uh, ability of people. A busload of people coming in. They had different options around the plaza to go eat and enjoy something before the show or after the show, as the case may have been. And he had an air of sadness in him at that time that was just under the surface a little bit. And I don't know if at that point he was contemplating that he was going to be needing to close his doors or not. I don't know. Uh, certainly, the shutdown of the previous two years had affected them greatly. That uh, in 27 years took basically two years off their run. So, you know, if you look at it a nice way, they had 25 magical years there. And... I honestly don't know to this day where Michael really came from. If, if he came from, uh, came from somewhere in the Middle East. So I don't know his whole backstory. And now, uh, much like happens in most of the time, I've lost probably that chance to sit down with him. I was not able to sit down with him very long that day as I had a couple of other appointments already scheduled, I did want to just take the time to stop and say hello and have some of his famous baklava. Uh, that was, in my time there, the first place I ever had that wonderful treat baklava. It was sweet and uh, a little nutty, and uh, the, the, the pie-like structure of it. I mean, it brought... It was amazing to a, a, a guy like me from the middle of nowhere to experience this treat. And when I paid my visit to him last fall, I made sure to have one of his uh, famous baklavas. And it was still, to this day, it's the best baklava I've ever had. And I have had quite a bit in my time since then. One of the other things that I always, it, one of my favorite stories that I always like to tell people when we are eating out somewhere, or maybe it's someplace new, or we're trying something out new, is one day I, I had a, a sort of a cold and was looking for something to kind of jumpstart my sinuses a little bit and my palate. And I went in and I said, I, I need something spicy, Michael. Can you make me something spicy, like maybe a spicy pasta or something like that? Just lots of pepper and spice and heat to it and he was more than happy he said i've I'll, i know exactly what i'm going to do for you i've got it in my head for you. great and he proceeded to go back to the kitchen and he came out with the biggest plate of spaghetti noodles i have ever seen in my life this was a family portion of spaghetti and he had con concocted this incredible red sauce that was absolutely full of the 
most amazing and incredible and hot spices and peppers. And it did its job. It really did its job. It was incredible that he was able to do that. And that shows you the type of person he was. He is. He, he was, he's just ready to there to serve his community. We were part of his community, maybe not his family, yet we were all in that area together. We were all in uh, that town together, making that little area of our world what it was. And he was more than happy to be a part of that. And he always, uh, in the later few years, he always had a piano there. And I believe that he would play accordion and he had music there. It became just this small little hub for such a small little cafe area. It would be uh, buzzing with a lot of patrons more than once. It was really a neat little place. And as he continued to talk to me last year, telling me not just how his business had kind of dwindled off a little bit since the Follies had left, but how that the town had changed since the Follies had left. And that it wasn't the Palm Springs that he knew when he got there. Well, I'm sure as well that if Jack Benny or Bob Hope today walked into Palm Springs, it wouldn't be the same Palm Springs that they left there in the 1940s. I'm sure to Mr. Hope when he was still alive in the 90s that the Palm Springs to him wasn't the same Palm Springs that it was in the 40s. We all know that people change and we all know that cities change and, you know, the world keeps moving. And that we can find sometimes some sadness in that. The world is going to move regardless of what we're doing. It's going to change. It may not change the way we want it to change. It may not stay the same way we want it to stay. Yet he was still there pushing on some, I think, six years after the Follies had already left. And he hungered for that time, you know. He, he spoke of how that even, you know, the young people at one time, young people would eat there even at his cafe, even though it wasn't necessarily geared towards the young people. And now that wasn't even happening. He, he just didn't have the influx of customers that he once had when the Follies was there. He said it lasted for maybe a year or so after the show had closed, but that uh, quickly it had dissipated. So while it is saddening, and I'm sure it was a surprise, it was a surprise to me, uh, it, it is something that as we march on in our time, we're going to experience a lot more of this. I mean, we experienced that with, you know, the Peabody's that's closed, the Lena's Bakery that closed, all these small businesses that were impacted by the Follies at the time. And I know I've heard stories of when the Follies first started there, for the first couple of years that businesses were wary of what they were bringing into that town. By the time I had arrived, which was the fourth season, businesses were embracing the Follies. Oh my goodness, they couldn't wait for the season to start. It was something that they looked forward to every year and were sad to see it go in May of each year when we closed for a few months. But anyway, we called for a telephone company. We were yokels from the middle of Missouri at the time. And for whatever reason, we would tell these people, yeah, we just moved here. We're working for the Palm Springs Follies. And it was incredible. Somehow they were either just shining us on, as we like to say, or they were truly 
uh, it, it knew about the follies. And in a couple of instances, that got us preferential treatment uh, in the sense that we got our phone hooked up really fast, apparently, and we got our electric turned on with no problem, all these sorts of things. Oh, and not to mention finding a place to live. We worked with uh, John Finkler at the time, and he got us hooked up with a wonderful realtor at the time that helped us out. That then led us in later years to uh, a retirement person that helped us with our retirement accounts. Just so many things that the Follies did uh, that were more than just the show and how that they impacted Palm Springs. If you're on Facebook, make sure you go to the Cafe Jasmine Facebook page and look through their photos because there you're going to find just over the last few years several photos of Mr. Markowitz and some other Follies. Uh, dancers and stars are there as well. You'll see photos of Michael. You're gonna also see photos of the amazing food that he produced there at Cafe Jasmine. And I gotta tell you, I just did that right now and one of the, I, I just really quick typed into Google Cafe Jasmine and it comes up Palm Springs and, and the very first thing that comes up is Google Maps comes up with permanently closed. And that, honestly, more than Greg Purdy telling me that Cafe Jasmine was closed, when I saw that on the webpage in black and white there, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It was really very sad. Uh, just scrolling through so many of the, the pictures right now as I talk to you, it's incredible to see all of the luminaries of Palm Springs, the political folks of Palm Springs, movie stars, TV stars, people that patronized Michael throughout the years. And there's always a picture of Michael smiling, laughing, uh, having a drink, playing the accordion. Uh, there's an, another picture of someone... We just lost uh, Cal David, who was a friend of Palm Springs and a friend of the Follies. Uh, Cal, the great blues player, had the blue guitar that was just up above the Follies for so many years. And there's a picture of Cal and Michael together in 2016. We just, we have to remember to embrace everything around us, these great memories that we all have of our time there in Palm Springs. And as I say so many times, there were so many crazy things and sometimes there were so many bad things and anger and all these things. You know what? As you look back on it now, it was the great golden times. There was so much to be had there and so much to be learned and so many friendships were made at the wonderful Palm Springs Follies. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Cafe Jasmine, for everything you provided for us at the Follies and for Palm Springs. We're going to dearly, dearly miss you. And thank you for joining in today and listening. I hope to be back within the next week with another episode to talk about some more of the, uh, I just saw some Mercer Brothers stuff and it, it rung a, a whole nother bell of things with the Mercer Brothers that I want to go back and revisit uh, Bud and Jim as well. And hopefully there's a trip to Palm Springs in the near future as Greg Purdy is going to be performing in Palm Springs on November 17th. So please check out his Facebook page for all that information. I don't want to get anything wrong with the ticketing and times and that sort of thing. I just do know it is on November 17th. Until then, until the next time, appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you very much.